Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, your host, and I'm so grateful that you are tuning in and that you are here. I am very passionate for each woman to have an anchor. Did you know that that is even a possibility? Girl, scooch in, listen to this one more time. You have an anchor. We are never, ever, ever without hope. What joy and peace we can therefore go into any battle into any season, knowing that there is guaranteed victory in Christ on the other side. So this podcast is built to encourage you and to equip you with reading God's word as we do life going in millions of different directions, wearing so many different hats, but with an anchor together. Thanks so much for listening. I'm so thankful. I am so excited for Jada Edwards to be on the podcast today. I kind of hinted about this in the Facebook group that she was going to be on. Well, I didn't really necessarily say her. I said this mentor of mine. And if you know me, I don't have many mentors. So <laughs> obviously it's Jada. So I, I, I hinted to it and I just could not wait until this time to have her on the podcast. So the, even though the podcast has been going on for uh, over two years now, I consider it overdue to ask Jada to 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 join the podcast. So I'm so grateful that she agreed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I want to introduce her for any of those. I'm sure you probably know her, but if you don't happen to know her, Jada Edwards, she's a wife, she's a mom, Bible teacher, women's pastor, a global creative service director. She and her husband, my pastor, Dr. Conway Edwards planted a church almost 15 years ago. It's called uh, One Community Church. So this is our home church, and it's in the North Dallas area. So that is Jada on paper. But she's so much more than that to me, so much more. So she discipled me, took all of my mess at her table. I don't know why she welcomed me in, but she did (laughs) a long time ago. And, you know, she has been my example of seeking truth and what it means to live with the Bible as your first and final authority. I, I Growing up in church my whole life, you go to church on Sunday, you eat a big dinner, chicken, mashed potatoes, all that stuff afterwards. But to live it and to infuse it into the corners of your life, I hadn't seen that done until I met her. So it was really a death to self process. But through that, this model of discipleship and she's, Listen, funny, I, probably the funniest, one of the front funniest people next to my husband that I know. Jokes galore. <laughs> like, be, because of you and Pastor, Joker is now, like, known in my whole family. Just a regular, just a regular word. <laughs> yeah. Just a uh, style artist. I can keep going. I can keep going. But with just, this is Jada Edwards joining the podcast. So, Jada, thanks so much for, for joining. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Brittany. You know, I love you, love you, love you. And listen, y'all, Brittany, this this is she's a real one because you know it's easy to love people from a distance, but Brittany has been my assistant, um, ministry administrator, and she still loves me. <laughs> That's a crazy life. Um, MOD, like just always by my side, always got my back, always sanitizing my hands. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like Jada. Yes. And her fuzzy I, socks. I have one. You have one. 
I stay with fuzzy socks. People at work know me as the fuzzy sock holder. So I keep extra <laughs> just in case somebody needs it. But so we, so Jada on the podcast, the last two episodes, it was a blast from the past. Two episodes from September 2020 that I republished talking about being courageous and being anchored. And the first one talked about the priest in Second Chronicles 22, uh, Jehida and his wife Jehosheba. And then the second one I published uh, just this past week was uh, first uh, was Joshua one. So just being strong and courageous. And what does that look like to to be anchored? And I, I where those came from, you know, that was the heart of COVID for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this, I mean, especially being in the ICU at that time, knee deep in, in COVID. And um, it was fearful. And I feel like mm-hmm. as nurses and healthcare workers were running around as a community. So that's kind of what we've been talking about is just this life of being anchored. But yes. then specifically... As a mom, as a wife, working outside of the home for those who do, just all of the different billions of hats that you have to wear, Mm -hmm. God seeping in and through, where does he fit? And I wanted, I have some questions Mm -hmm. to ask, but before the questions, it's, I wanted to ask some Bible practical truths like resources and how to not strive and rely on ourselves because I think that's what gets messed up in terms of our anchoring, like who and what are you anchored in? Um, and, and then resting in Christ. That's something that I still have to daily work towards, but specifically if I can read a scripture first is um, I really when really Hebrews um, six verses 13 through 20, but specifically I wanted to read um, verses uh, 19 verse 19. And it says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain really to verse 20. Jesus has entered there on our behalf as a forerunner because he has become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So just the way you taught, you know, you teach even currently with Bible study. I love the last series with inductive Bible study. You know, it's even how it starts. We have this hope. So it's like, well, what hope? So then you got to go backwards to figure out, well, well, what's the hope? What's the, what's the real hope? So just, some practical truths of like what that means for people, for a woman. Yeah. I think, you know, the, that anchoring and hope is sometimes it can feel elusive. Like, you know, the idea of it, but it doesn't feel really concrete. And um, I have found in my own personal life that it is usually um, a saturation in the word that's missing. Um, Mm. Because when we're not saturated in the word, you're still trying to be nourished by, you know, whatever verse we heard six months ago or eight months ago or a year ago. And the word of God is good and it's rich, um, but mm-hmm. it's also living and active is what Hebrews tells us, that it's living, active, sharpening any two-edged sword. So it's this dynamic thing that, you know, it, it doesn't, I mean, you're going to be hungry. If you had the healthiest, biggest meal, you know, six months ago, you're still going to be hungry if you don't eat again. And so I think mm-hmm. trying to live off of 
you know, old meals, even though the word of God is good, it's really not how God intended for us to approach his word. The goal really is saturation. Even if I'm reading the same verse every day for a while, because, you know, the Holy Spirit can give us new insight to that same Mm -hmm. verse, but it, it has to be something fresh I'm taking in every day, right? So even if I eat broccoli every day, it might not change my vegetable, but it's still doing good for my body, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, to saturate in the word, to be consistent in time with him, if it's your daily verse, if it's 15 minutes, if you have 30 minutes, you know, maybe you get an hour sometimes, but just time to just read over scripture. You know, we're doing something right now at church that's like a challenge of, um uh, scripture before phone, right? First thing in the morning. For some of us, our phone is our alarm clock, is our calendar. Yep. For me, it's everything. You know, it's camera, it's video, it's record keeper, it's this grocery <laughs> list, everything's in that phone. And so I have to really, right now, even when I don't actually read my Bible before picking up my phone and doing something, you know, I have my version Bible app. My phone has a little widget where it actually can just not just click on the app, but on app Android. Woo-woo. So my phone has a no. little widget on the front of my home screen. I can make a little widget that actually shows my verse of the day. And so mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if I'm not in some deep study, just when I pick up my phone, before I hit my text, before I hit my calendar, before I look at social media, I just click that verse of the day. And even if I think about it for two minutes, I'm trying to get something a word from God before I get a word from other people and okay. even a word from my calendar, even a word from my text message. I want God to be the first voice in the morning. And that's not something I do every single morning. I, I make, I make mistakes. I have misses, but that's my goal because just a fresh saturation in his word, I think is very anchoring. And it's not always that that verse applies to what you're going through today. It's just that it's right. good for you. Right. And so um, in the same way, the broccoli may not fix the scrape on your knee. It's not how it works. It just gets in your system and makes your body healthier in general. And so that has been really important for me, just a commitment to say, God, you, you're the first voice every morning. Because some of us know how to commit to working out. We commit to um, how we look. We commit to making sure we have cooked meals. We commit to a lot of things, our work schedule, getting our work done. So saturation in the work. The second one I would say is submission and sensitivity, probably sensitivity to the spirit. Because once I'm saturated, once I have a consistent diet of the word, that is what the Holy Spirit feeds off of. And sometimes our culture is so into like the mysticism of the Holy Spirit and God told me I felt this, that we separate the voice and the guidance of the Holy Spirit from the saturation in God's word, which does not make mm-hmm. sense because Jesus said mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's job is to bring to your remembrance things that I've said. So mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is not about to drop new scripture on you, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be like trying to be sensitive to the spirit and you're not saturated in the word. The Holy Spirit is what takes that word that you're taking in and saying, hey girl, think about it this way. Okay, think about mm-hmm. it, be more forgiving. Okay, you need to give more grace. Hey, you need to anchor. Remember, God is love. God's got you. Like, that's what he does. And so um, then I can be in this moment by moment dependency because, man, you cannot stay anchored if you just get your verse in the morning and then you're like, all right, God, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Like, it's has to be a constant thing where before I send that text message, before I answer my husband, before I say what I'm saying to my kids, before I make a decision at work, 
whatever, everything. I'm like, Lord, okay, what do I do about this? What do I? It's like a constant. What I've tried to do more now in this season of life is really embody pray without ceasing. Like, it does not always mean I'm on my knees, on my knees, eyes closed, hands together. It just it's constant conversation. Sometimes I'm in mid conversation and I feel like I'm about to say something I probably shouldn't say. And I'm like, Lord, what do I need to be saying? And he'll be like, nothing. <laughs> just be quiet, you know. But it's the way I find hope, you know, when me and my husband are in an argument and I'm in my feelings or I disagree about something, then the Holy Spirit is like, girl, chill. First of all, that mm-hmm. is between me and him. I'm going to work that out. But you, you got to work on this sensitivity. That, that should not disrupt you the way it did. So let's talk about that. You know, only the Holy Spirit will bring those situations back around to some kind of growth for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that saturation in the word, when I find myself struggling nine times out of 10, even as a Bible teacher, I have to be consistent in the word that I'm not teaching, not, not just studying to go teach. I got to be yeah. consistent in my own saturation of the word um, and a constant dependence on the Holy Spirit not just in crisis every day. I mean, the Holy Spirit has helped me write a text message. Okay. Help me delete half of what I was, half of what I was about to hit send on. He would be like, Mm-mm, you, you saying too much. Take out that sentence. <laughs> Take out that sentence. Listen, the Holy Spirit is an editor. He's an illuminator. He, he's a word giver. Uh, he, he tell you when to be quiet. He tell you when to apologize. He tell you when to fix your face. Sometimes I'm looking at people. And yeah, that's my like, face. Your face. Make a smile. And I'm like, Oh, must be frowning right now. Girl, I'm telling you, that was, he's a mirror. <laughs> it is hard having that face. Like, I have a face that if I'm not smiling. Yeah. You look angry. Look stank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the same way. People be like, what's wrong? Nothing. I'm listening. I'm fine. I'm at peace. So that sounds like this constant, you said in there, this, it's not even just this one time. It is a constant process. So then it's not, hey, girl, you need to go spend an hour in your closet, you know, 30 minutes. You don't have to quantify the amount of time. It's the, it's it's really what you're doing in the time with him. And, but where does it cross the line where someone just really isn't? I mean, like you got all of this time on social media, like you said, you've got all of this time doing everything else. Mm-hmm. So you do still have to actively pursue God Absolutely. before the bottom falls out. Mm-hmm. Because I'm be honest, that's that's usually before when I was pursuing God was when all else didn't work yeah. and something blew up. And then it's like, OK, God, I need you. Yeah. You know. Almost like okay, and, now and I got then we want, like a deep revelation word. God come in, swoop in, save the day, and He's like, first of all, I've been speaking. <laughs> I was speaking before you asked me about this, but mm-hmm. you haven't been listening, so you, you can't hear me now just because you're in a crisis. Then you sitting there, and we're like, God is silent. I prayed about it, nothing's mm-hmm. happening, and God's like, I've been speaking, but you haven't cultivated listening for my voice. And so now in a crisis, you haven't been trying to hear me. <laughs> and all of a sudden you, you want to get some deep revelation. And here's the thing. God is so faithful and gracious. He will do it sometimes. Sometimes he will just for no reason, drop the revelation and fix the problem. But man, it's so much bigger than that. And you, 
when you have an when you're not anchored, when you're unanchored, you know it because the evidence of being unanchored is anxiety. And when mm. we have anxiety, when we Ooh. have anxiety, every single time, I can promise you, I mean, I don't know every person in the whole world, but listen, the science, the math, maths, okay? <laughs> every single time you have anxiety, there is a, a, there's a crack in our hope. Every single time you cannot be fully hopeful and be wrestling with anxiety. Mm. It's not possible. So we, and we all have times of worry, but when, mm-hmm. when I have those times of worry, instead of trying to fix the problem I'm worried about, because half the time anxiety is over a problem that you can't control anyway. So right. that instead of trying to fix that, which I can't, I, not always. I have tried to ask myself, okay, God, where's my hope failing? Because the way I'm worried about this thing means I'm doubting something about you. There's something I'm not believing right. Or mm-hmm. then he'll say, oh, you're anxious about how your kid's going to do in school, or how your kid's going to do in this learning test, or how this financial situation is going to work out because you're hoping in that thing. And you mm-hmm. need your kid to be successful. So you feel successful as a parent and you need that financial thing to work out. So you feel like you've accomplished your goal. And so when my hope is, is in the thing or the person, well, Hey, I can't control them. Then I'm anxious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) anxious. Mm -hmm. God is every single time. There's not been one time where I have felt worry or anxiety creeping into my heart. And it's not been a matter of hope every single time. God, wow. If you knew me, if you knew me and you you really were placing your deepest hope in me first, mm-hmm. then you would have healthy distance from this thing that you're worried about. Not not emotional disconnection. You gotta still be engaged. You'd have right. healthy distance. You'd know that if your son failed all his classes, it's not the end of the world. You'd right. know that if this wasn't a good financial decision, it's not the end of the world. You know all these things because your hope would be in that thing. Your hope would be in me. And you would trust that whatever I allow to happen is going to still be for your good. But listen, when I start hoping in the thing, then the thing got to act right all the time. Yeah. Yeah. When I hope in my marriage, yeah. When my marriage ain't acting right, I got anxiety. Yeah. And for me, I start making an idol of it too. When I hope in my appearance and and I work out and I eat healthy and I gain 10 pounds. And I got anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I hope in my career and my promotions aren't happening like they should, I get anxiety. Because whatever you're hoping in, when it fails, it will fail. It's not God. It will fail at some point. You're going to have anxiety. So yeah. how, ooh, see this one. Every time, every time I talk to Jada. So <laughs> the striving piece was, I want to read that verse in Jeremiah, but the striving. So is anxiety the same thing, would you say, as striving? Because I Um, feel like I struggle with both. Well, the anxiety um, fosters striving. So we Mm -hmm. strive because we think that's the answer to anxiety. Anxiety is like, okay, there's an uncertainty. I feel like I'm drifting. I'm worried. I'm unsure. I'm out of control. I don't have control over this person, over the situation. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to work hard. Okay, since I can't control him, let me do these 15 other things I can control. Since mm-hmm. I can't control how my kid does in school, since I can't control 
how me and my friend are going to resolve this conflict or I can't control whatever, then I'm just, I'm going to work real hard on all the things I can try to control. And so the striving comes, I think, as a, as a, a substitute for, mm-hmm. for saturation. Like, let me get up in God's word mm-hmm. because I'm going to tell you something, striving, that busyness, you'll spend a lot of energy doing 10 things and get up in God's word and to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And he'll be like, first of all, nine of them things I didn't tell you to do. So if you take all that energy and do this one thing to the best of your ability, you'll be all right. You will be all right. But that striving, I think, comes from, you know, we need to feel like we're doing something because mm-hmm. that anxiety often stems from having too much hope anchored in that thing or that person or that situation and then having no control. Um, so the striving gives us a false sense of control. I'm just going to run around and do these, you know, send the two things and be like, well, look Yeah, because I, I want to look at the check marks, yes, you know? And you would. You would have checked out all those things and still be anxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, I go create 19 more for the next day. Yeah. Yes. Personally. So Jada, when you, I've got to read this to, um, to the podcast. So I don't know, probably like within the first, so we were reading inside out no. and, and I don't remember, Ooh, I don't know how you fleshed it in. I, and I, I think, it, well, it is in there, but, but either way we started going, I think we made like a whole month of Jeremiah <laughs> two thirteen. Um, So I'm going to read, it says, for my people have committed a double evil. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water and dug cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that cannot hold water. And y'all, I like, that was a badge of honor for me. Like I, I, I didn't even know it was a sin. And then, so I really had to wrestle with that and argue that, no, I think it's not a sin. I think that's actually good works. And I think I'm doing, you know, God needs my help. And this person needs my help. And I think being the helper, because that is just a part of me, it gets mixed into, well, now, Brittany, you're relying on yourself. So that, to me, how I I think just culturally, it's being more glorified. You know, Uh it's like, ooh, good job Uh for having 18 letters behind your name, you know, Uh or you know, traveling and doing this and this, and God didn't tell you to do any of that, which is right. what you alluded to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, how much has, you know, that striving and building, you know, empty or broken cisterns, how much is that really not even just guided our current situation, but our whole lives, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It just becomes such a normal substitute that we don't even realize how much of those things have been woven into our everyday coping. This is how I get through life, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. I prove myself in this way. I do this. I do that. As opposed to being like, I'm going to slow down and I might get less done. But what I'm going to get done is going to be important and the rest is going to be up to God. Um, yeah. There's a yield into that because a lot of that dovetails with Sabbath, you know, which I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. It just kind of all works together um, to, you know, have the humility to stop striving 
and say, mm -hmm. I, really, I really cannot affect change the way I think I can. Oh my mm -hmm. So I have to trust the Lord for that. So another question. I have another question. So what about with becoming, so what I hear you saying is becoming a self-feeder. So that was one of the things that mm -hmm. you really taught from day one of, of discipleship. So being saturated in word, being a self-feeder, where do you start? Like for somebody who's like, yeah, but I don't really know. Like, do I read John? Do I read Mark? Do I read the Old Testament? Do I do Bible in a year? Um, <laughs> like, like what, what, what do I do? Like for the person who is legitimately hungry for God, but mm -hmm. then they get discouraged and what to do. Yeah, I think um, figuring out, you know, what's reasonable goals for you, because some of us are like, I'm going to get up at five in the morning and have 30 minutes of quiet time every day. You're like, I mean, if you can, if that's how your life is set up, but don't set up something that you know is not sustainable. Um, mm -hmm. So figure out what are those bite-sized chunks, you know, because maybe in the morning I know I've got 15 minutes, lock myself in my bathroom or go wherever, have 15 uninterrupted minutes. What am I going to do with that? And so, you know, a lot of times I'll tell people, be reading something in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. um, I love I love Psalms and Proverbs because um, they are, it's a lot of standalone small passages of scripture. You know, um, Proverbs, almost, almost every verse is almost a standalone verse. Yeah, it really like, is. Wisdom mm -hmm. dropping, just nugget after nugget. Uh, Psalms tend to, flow you know within a, within one psalm they'll, they'll mm -hmm. flow but still they're they're shorter they're more uh, literal so they don't require a ton of study and interpretation things like that and so those are things that are just quick go-tos like in in your back pocket you know you got to get something in this morning before you start the day and mm -hmm. then something else that you're maybe studying more in depth something in the old testament or new testament um that is that requires a little study so i i like being on multiple tracks and can i just tell you something in this day of technology uh audio bible is the way like get in your car mm -hmm. um, hit play pull up that U version app or whatever you know and hit play let the thing play mm -hmm. you know and just mm -hmm. listen it's something mm -hmm. it's yeah. so yeah. i think you know there's just a lot of different ways that we can find pockets of the day to get that time mm -hmm. in. You know, when I come home, I talk about this a lot. Sometimes I come home, if I work out early in the morning and I come home uh, or I get home from meetings, there's very, I mean, very often I got a solid 10 minutes where I could probably <laughs> sit in the car if, if nobody heard the garage door open, you know? Because mm -hmm. um, your kids be like, did you yeah, then they come to me? Yeah. Like, also, hello, I'm a person. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I usually have a few minutes where I can just sit in that car, girl, and those 10 minutes sitting in your car, sometimes in silence, sometimes in prayer, sometimes with a worship song, it feels like a long time. Mm, it feels mm -hmm. like a long time, more than more than if I had tried to schedule 10 minutes in the day. I'd have stopped this. There's something about like just reclaiming that time and saying nobody's gonna die in the next 10 or 15 minutes. No yeah. one's gonna die. Mm -hmm. And unless, you know, unless it's a time where you gotta rush in and get dressed and head out to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I think most of us, even as busy women, busy mothers, um, we would be surprised how many 10-minute pockets or 20-minute pockets we have in the day. We'd be surprised. Yeah, because yeah. I usually fill it with scrolling. <laughs> yeah, scrolling. And so um, 
God can do a lot with that. God does a lot. That's a seed to me. That's a seed of time. Mm-hmm. How do you want to sow that seed? You know, God can do a lot with that. And um, it starts to add up. It starts to add up. If you want to read a whole chapter, you know, not an Old Testament chapter, but like a whole chapter in the New Testament, it probably would take you six minutes to just read it straight through. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I should have 10 minutes. Yeah. Or pause and think, God, what do I need to think about this evening? What do I need to be thinking about this morning? Oh, what am I about to walk into in this house? Let me get my mind right. Don't even, you know, if you know your family is messy and junky, <laughs> I can walk into a clean house. Sometimes I sit in my car and just say, here's what you're walking into. You know what you're about to walk into. Yep. And it's so much more stabilizing to have had a few moments with God. I feel like me and God are in cahoots. You know, we got a partnership. Right. He's mm-hmm. you know what it's about to be when you walk in. Cool. Okay, God. So how my day went and everything I'm thinking about, I'm, I don't want to carry that across the door. So, mm-hmm. all right. And then I feel like I walk into my home, like armed and ready and not mad that mm-hmm. my messy son got stuff everywhere. And somebody thought they were cooking and my pot is burned. But I, just, <laughs> I walk in going, okay, this is my life. And I can love that life. Because I've re-anchored myself. Okay, so I, you know, you, we try to anchor in the morning, but there's a right. re-anchoring all day. You know, like every time to get it together. And sometimes I thought I had it, and I walk in the door, and still I'm ready to choke somebody. I'm like, you know what? Let Mama go change clothes, or let me just run to the bathroom. I go in and close the bathroom door. I'm like, I need five more minutes, Lord, because that 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 <laughs> I'm about to hurt somebody. <laughs> oh, I'm so frustrated. I can't believe this. I've been asking this for five weeks and we still haven't done it. Mm-hmm. You know, we still yeah. We still wow. Here's the beauty of God. He's always there. You can walk outside, take a very long walk to go check that mail, or you can go in that bathroom and close that door. Five minutes. Five Go-ho. minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, sometimes it's all you need. Close your eyes, breathe in deep, talk to God. Man, I think we have way more ability to settle ourselves with the help of the Holy Spirit than we think we do. That's like a relationship more than religion. So it's, it's, I am going to do relationship to me that what, what I'm hearing you say is, is this anchoring process is my relationship with God. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't like, no one has to tell me to have a relationship with my kids or with my husband. So why would God be any different more? So I need him. So that is, that's so the re-anchoring. That's so good, Jada. All day. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's our anchoring. Man, that, thank you so much for sharing that, Jada. Just those practical tools yeah. for every single day, every day, all day. Every day. Every day, all day. So that when, not if, I've been talking, Jada, a lot about John 16, 33, where Jesus tells us, like, you're going to have trouble. So don't try to, like, pinball and, and go, like, it's going, I don't know what it's going to look like for you. You know, your trouble's going to be different than mine, but it's coming. it's coming. So you need peace and you will overcome because I've overcome, not because you got it. So stop driving. That's good. Thank you. Stop. Stop, stop, double stop. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, y'all, I am so grateful that Jada took time to hop on the podcast and get us anchored 
um, in a new way that we're not possibly doing. Or if you are doing it, this is a process where, I mean, like she said, she's a Bible teacher and she still misses the mark. And the Holy Spirit knows we're going to miss the mark. So not thinking that you, it's like a one and done, that you just got it, that this yeah. is a constant. No. <laughs> if you got it, then we, we need to have a side conversation. If you feel like you got it, then you should be in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, you don't never got it. Mm-hmm. Last night, I don't know when this is going to post, but you know, when we were in 1 Peter 3, I'm walking through 1 Peter and I'm teaching through submission, uh, women's Bible study. And I'm like, no, I haven't read this stuff before. But when I was studying it, Let me sit you down. There's some things I needed to share with you, Jada, but I couldn't share them with you in 2005 or 2010. Like you weren't ready. So Mm -hmm. this verse and this truth served you in one way in that season. But now let me let me take this a little deeper for you. Like you don't ever got it. Like you're always trying to glean what God says about himself and how that affects you. And and on top of that. When I'm anchored in God, it's not just my hope in God is not that things are going to get better on earth, which guess mm. what? sometimes they do. A lot of times they do. That's mm-hmm. not my hope. My hope is in hope. God mm-hmm. because if he does not take the thorn away, but he promised me sufficient grace, then I'm still content. Like that's what hope in God means. It means that if he doesn't take it away or fix it or make it better, that he himself is better than his solution. God himself is better than his provision. And so that's what hope in God means. And that takes a lot of reorienting because even for those of us who love God, we typically love what God can do for us or what God has done for us. And that's not, you know, that's not an accusation. It's the reality of how humans are. We're greedy and needy and selfish. And we love our God because he he has been so good and so gracious and so faithful. That it, it's work. It is work of the spirit to have a have, find my deepest satisfaction in God and mm. not God's provision, how God might come through and in God to just be with him. Um, mm-hmm. That is work. That's not mm-hmm. a natural thing for us. And so mm-hmm. you know, that takes a lot of work. And so you have to keep re-anchoring because you're going to, even if you spend consistent time with God, you're not re-anchoring like just in his presence you're going to eventually drift back toward okay god i've been spending all this time with you why haven't yeah. you fixed this i fasted that's right. <laughs> okay i started doing my verses and my reading every day why haven't you changed him mm-hmm. changed her changed our situation because then you're like taking in god's word but you're not re-anchoring your hope in him and him alone so it's a you know it's just several elements to that that mm-hmm. you know we have to just be mindful. We won't be perfect, but we got to be consistent to the best of our. Oh, that's so good. And you know, so with our church, um, Jada is first and third um, is Bible study, and yay! And um, I would love for you to join and and to to come listen to her. She's again, literally. Um, one of my top three Bible teachers. And, and I'm not just saying that cause she's on here. Like, <laughs> so this is like, like when you come in, like you come in, just, just go ahead and bring your tissue. 
and get ready to get gut punched and but it's good though it's like it's like that workout that burns like it hurts yeah. but it feels good it's like both so i feel like every time i come to you my eyes are burning you know you know me i can't have, get through teaching half the time i'm like oh y'all yeah so it's no it's so i would love for you to listen to her um her her speaking um at one community church whether you can come in person or you can um is it on yeah on iCampus definitely comes on iCampus and then sometimes we put it on youtube just depends like weather for some reason but it's always on iCampus and people it replays every monday so if you miss on wednesday it replays every monday at noon and every monday at seven so that monday after Bible study it'll replay Mm -hmm. twice noon and 7 p.m which i'm glad to know because i did not get to i I worked last night i was working last night oh so I am going to watch on Monday. So yes, thank you. And then Jada, I'm going to point people to your um, Instagram too, um, because she just always has some good nuggets um, all the time on there. And then you can just see um, her cute family, beautiful family who I love very dearly. Thank you so much, Jada, um, for joining. And I love you very much. So I, what'd you say? I said, I love you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so y'all, uh, We will pick back up next week um, on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening.